Today is Tuesday, November 9th. The title for our devotional is A Hyper-Individualized Gospel. As we briefly mentioned yesterday, when we talk about the term gospel, we tend to use it in three different senses. Uh, the focus, or the four accounts of Jesus' life, that is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four gospels, uh, and in that vein, the story of Jesus. The second is personal salvation, and the third is the gospel of the kingdom of God. I know the term literally means good news, but that's not how we use it today. Today we would say good news before saying gospel. So let's look briefly at how the term uh, is used by Jesus in the four gospels. (laughs) In the four gospels meaning the first sense. So the term is only used 12 times in the gospels actually. And in the gospel of Matthew, it occurs four times. And three of the four times it is used in the phrase gospel of the kingdom. Matthew is writing primarily to a Jewish audience, so they would have a stronger understanding of the gospel of the kingdom based on their their Jewish background. Matthew 4, 23 says this, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. So the healing of disease and sickness and the preaching and teaching and going to various cities is all indicators to somebody who was raised in a Jewish background of the Messiah and the kingdom of God coming near, as he had promised. Matthew 9, 30 35 says this, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, again, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. Again, same ideas in the context of going, beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news from Isaiah. And then also healing of sickness and diseases. Matthew 24, 14, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Mark's use of the word gospel also links the term gospel to the kingdom of God. And Mark 1, 14 to 15 says this, After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Again, we see the kingdom of God coming near as the focal point of the Jesus' use of the term gospel in both Matthew and Mark. So the good news is that the kingdom of God has come near. That was the good news that Jesus was heralding and declaring throughout his ministry. The Bible Project videos below explain the concept of the gospel of the kingdom in much greater detail than I will here. So I strongly encourage you to watch those to get a better perspective of the term gospel and how it applies to the kingdom. At minimum, the concept of the kingdom, for our time here today, is more than simply personal salvation. Personal salvation is certainly at the core of it, and it is, it is essential to the kingdom message of Jesus. But it is much bigger than just that. It implies God's cosmic authority being spread to all the world. It is spread not by power and control like the other kingdoms of the world, as we discussed in our Power for Service week, but by living as Jesus lived and taught us to live. Jesus is the king of this kingdom and truly the king of all the universe. Our hyper-individualized perspective on the gospel stops at personal salvation. It views the kingdom not as something for Jesus' followers to bring to earth, but as a distant land that we will journey to when we die. The gospel then is reduced to our individual get-out-of-jail-free card or get-out-of-hell-free card. With this perspective, we have little motivation to bring about positive change in society. We have little motivation to care for the poor and the hurting. What they really need is to have their own get-out-of-jail or get-out-of-hell free card. 
we have little motivation to care for the environment. It's all going to burn anyways, so who cares? In this concept, we are free to isolate in our holy huddles and hope that others come to us instead of going out to serve and care for our community around us. I hope you're seeing how this idea of the hyper-individualized gospel leads to some faulty assumptions and ways that we then live as followers of Christ. On the flip side, we cannot divorce the concept of the gospel from personal salvation either, as some liberal theologies tend to do. They emphasize only social reform and action without any appeal to the salvation of the individual. As Mark Sayers puts it, these theologies attempt to bring the kingdom without the king. This is the other ditch that leaves out the core of how God's kingdom is meant to come, through the salvation and transformation of individuals who transform their spheres of influence through living the way of Jesus. When we look at the whole counsel of God, the gospel includes both ideas. There may be times in the life of the church where it is more appropriate to emphasize one over the other, but they must always both be present in our concept of the gospel. For additional content, I've linked you to two videos by The Bible Project. The first one is on the Greek word eangelion, which is the gospel. And the second video is the theme video for the gospel of the kingdom. I strongly encourage you to watch those to get a broader perspective of how the word gospel, good news, is used in the scriptures. For reflection time today, think about when you hear the word gospel, which one of the three definitions I gave earlier comes to mind first? Do you think of it as uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which I'm guessing most of you do think of it either in that sense or in the message of salvation through phrases like God loves you or Jesus died to save you, etc. Do you ever think of it as the concept of the gospel of the kingdom as more of a cosmic good news? If you don't, what does that concept of the gospel say about the individualized emphasis in our culture?